This is Industrial Strength Marketing. Welcome to the show. I am James Soto, founder and CEO of Industrial Strength Marketing, Inc. Brands. You may know Industrial, the agency, industrialmarketer.com. And we just want to welcome you to this show. Really, the focus of this show is to really help you be a better marketer and seller of your industrial products and services. So if you're B2B, industrial, if you're a leader, you're a marketer, a seller, anyone concerned with the growth agenda in your business, this is the show for you. I am so excited to have someone who I now consider as a friend. We've had three conversations, so that makes us a <laughs> friend. <laughs> and you can hear her, that is Christina Fugis. Christina is gonna be really helping me do something I feel very passionate about. I believe we need to honor and celebrate the power and potential of women in manufacturing. I absolutely want to focus on this as part of the show. Um, you know, a little factoid in, in you know, the marketing of manufacturing, there are a lot more women who are part of this story. And, and, and in, in really the publishing space, we also see that growth. So, so I think it's really important for all of us guys out there listening to really understand the world of really half of who we're selling to, who we're marketing to. So today we're going to focus on women who are telling the story and who are in the marketing of manufacturer, you know, manufacturing. So please help me in welcoming today my good friend, Christina Fugis, Editorial Director of Mold Making Technology, Technical Director of Amera Mold Tech Talk Program, and Contributing Editor to Additive Manufacturing Magazine. Wow. That's a lot of work, Christina. <laughs> and I love every minute of it. <laughs> Thank you, James, for having me on. It's a yeah. pleasure. So, so, Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay, great. So, well, let's let's get started. Um, I think it's super important for a lot of folks in our audience out there to understand who you are, where you came from, and we're going to talk about you know your lens of the world and telling the story. And obviously, you've been in sales and the marketing and the editorial and uh, and truly the promotion of manufacturing. But we want to talk about your past, your present, and, and we're going to end today with what you see through your lens as the future of manufacturing. So, Christina, wow. let's let's start with getting to know you. Tell us a little bit about your backstory and where did you get started, and really, how did you enter the segment? Wow, it's it's a great story. Actually, my career with mold making, I'm hitting 23 years with this brand, this awesome mold making community. Um, it, I fell into it. So, by trade, I mean by degree, I am a telecommunications major. So, I always wanted to be in radio and TV, believe it or not. Um, but I fell in love. I always liked to write, and I fell in love with just the the written word. Um, but graduating from college, I won't say way back when, um, I just you know you take any job that comes your way. But I was drawn toward a local community that put on trade shows and conferences, and they had newsletters at the time. So that was pretty much my first editorial assistant job. And it was actually in the quilting industry, believe it or not. And I learned very quickly that every industry has a magazine. Um, so I learned, I kind of honed my skills there in terms of conference development, you know, and putting newsletters together and telling stories um, and quickly wanted to move on and have greater responsibility. Um, long story short, I ended up at a company called We Were Publishing in the critical cleaning industry. And I worked for a magazine called Precision Cleaning. Um, and I ended up being their assistant editor, quickly moved up to managing editor when my boss left, who I learned so much. My boss there was a woman. And she she was an incredible, 
actually, you asked me before about mentorship, and I kind of have two. And she was early on a woman, a very strong, tiny woman um, that taught me everything about being a trade editor, a trade publishing editor. Um, back before we even used the internet, you know, we were still doing pay stuff in design. Um, from there, there was a silent partner in that company who I never met, who I now call Uncle Joe. Um, I left there when I got married. Went for a medical journal, didn't like it there. I get this phone call from Joe and his partner at the time, Gary Orff, who was on the sales side of the business for the Precision Cleaning um, Media Company. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, we want to start a magazine in mold making. Do you want to be a partner and join us? And it just happened to happen at the right time in my life where I just got married, was kind of in between jobs, didn't have kids yet. And I said to my husband, I want to do this. And right from their kitchen table, I began to learn about mold making. I did not know what a mold was. I did not know how things were manufactured. I had not a clue as to all of that stuff. Um, Joe Preshak is the owner of actually the founder of the Plastec Company in Erie, Pennsylvania. And they have Triangle Tool, Penn Erie. He has a, you know, a suite of uh, manufacturing shops that do everything from making molds to molding the product. Um, you know, deodorant sticks, makeup, uh, you know, compacts. Um, and I went out to Erie with Gary and learned the ropes of how a, what a mold is and how products are made. I was blown away by the systems, process, technology, and people that were working on a shop floor, on a manufacturing floor, let alone the engineering department, of how things were made. And that this tool, this thing of beauty made out of metal, this shiny, polished, beautiful thing, was making deodorant sticks and makeup. You know, you name it, was my first introduction into that, I guess, small, but really not small, a very niche, you know, a component of manufacturing that I didn't even know existed. So from there, we built this brand called Mold Making Technology that then had its own trade show and conference that then was purchased by Gardner Business Media in 2004. Um, and since then, I stayed on as actually part of the deal when it got purchased and have grown the brand even more so. So with each step in the career with this brand, I never thought I would be sticking with this community this long. That was never my intention. Um, I can't believe where it's gone and how it's grown and how tight-knit this community is and how innovative. I mean, they just exploded, quite frankly, in terms of what the industry has grown in 20-some years. Um, that's the long and short of it. It's wow. something where I am a girl that graduated, that fell into something because I love the written word, and now I am charged with serving a community of mold builders. That's amazing story. Yeah. And I think very inspirational. And, you know, I think you said a few things there, you know, that you, you, you fell into an opportunity, something at the ground floor. And, um, you know, did you have that sense of entrepreneurial pride, you know, being there at the, literally the kitchen table? Like, yes. like tell me a little bit about, you know, so when we, when we look at getting into new industry and something that's, you know, finding your way, maybe not knowing manufacturing, that's a big hurdle for a lot of manufacturers yes. to attract any type of talent, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and from your perspective and your lens, you know, what was that like at the early stage? How did you feel? Did you have that sense of ownership? Was it the, you know, was there, was there the buzz? Like, you know, let's go back there. And um, I, I, I remember you saying something 
you know, we, we actually spoke before, you know, we, we started recording here today. Um, and uh, so for our audience to know, I, you said something hilarious, by the way, too. Um, you said, uh, you know, when I was learning the industry, you're like, it takes all that to make a compact? <laughs> so, compact so, so, so I think those are the epiphanies. Um, so tell us about that journey. Tell us about that entrepreneurial kind of feel if you had it being, you know, at the start of something, the, the beginning of the creation of a mold making community. Yeah. And um, and then we'll transition to that story about, you know, like, I think we've all had it at some point, do, do, you know, when and how did you become to identify as an industrial? Yes, that's a great question. You're making me think about that. So in the beginning, um, I never really consider myself an entrepreneur. So the, sometimes I look back and the fact that I said yes to this opportunity even surprises me as Christina back then. But that may, has made me, yes, an entrepreneurial spirit. Right from the get-go, what's interesting is I was never afraid. Like, whether I, And it has to be, to me, a testament to Joe and Gary, these two very strong, extroverted, loving, nurturing men that had the confidence in me. I knew nothing. But they sensed my work ethic. They sensed my enthusiasm and my passion for just doing something new and how immediately... I, I just dove right in. And I think, and this, I know this is not only a female trait, but I do know that we're, we're pretty darn good at listening and building relationships. And that has been the number one key to my success with helping to serve this and build this community is listening um, and being open to relationships because everybody that I've met um, has been very open to tell me their story. You know, I, and I don't know that everybody can do that. I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back, but there's definitely something to making people feel comfortable, right? To be humble around you, to open up their shop to you, to open up their backstory, their struggles to you, and to want to share that with their peers through me, right? Through the pages of a magazine or a video on a website. Um, they've allowed me to do that. But I went in asking so many questions, James. So getting on that shop floor, I was not afraid to let people know that I knew nothing. And to this day, I'm, the, I'm still the same way because I'm not a mold maker and I'm not an expert. You are the expert. You need to tell me so I can tell your story better. You know, talk to me as, as if I know nothing about what you're talking about. Was the success at the beginning? Knowing nothing. Actually, being this blank slate, you know, fill me up with information and make me feel your passion for the industry that I've lined, that I have now signed on to serve. And I think that's very, uh, you feel that in mold making technology, you feel that at a mirror mold. Yeah. Um, and I think that is super important. Um, and I think it's important for our audience. And, and, and I think, you know, whether you're a woman in manufacturing, a man in manufacturing, I think being, not afraid to know nothing yeah. and being very confident to communicate that empowers others yes. to be of service. Yeah. And when that's not happening, you know, you're in a bad situation anyway, yeah. but, but it, it really sounds like the industry embraced you and you've had yes. great mentorship. Yes. And I think that's super powerful message to, to yeah. not be afraid to know nothing about manufacturing. Yeah. And and I think that's been, that served you well. So, so one of the things that I believe it, that happens with that is that ability when you kind of go deep and you literally go to the shop floor, you start to build that empathy. 
You know, I, I worked my way through college on the plant floor. My father was in manufacturing 42 years. My sister became an industrial engineer. But it was when I was working the monotonous line 17 at the Clairol plant in Stanford. And then I worked a shipping and I was, you know, you know loading pallets. And I, I, I experienced the monotony side of the business. But I also got to know the, the people on the floor who were there 25 years. And if you're going to build empathy, it literally can happen at the shop floor. And um, I think that's important. And when you think about yourself, this, this point of, you know, literally going to the, you know, like Gemba Kaizen, you go to the shop floor where they issue yeah. it. Um, when did you come to that point of identifying as an industrial? Like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. You were kind of in the industry, you have yeah. some family background there. How, how did that happen? So my, a little bit. So this is kind of funny when I tell the story. So my dad is an electrical, well, he's retired now, but is an electrical engineer and he designed vacuum and pump systems. I did not know that until I was an adult, beyond adult, you know, in my late 20s. So the funny story is with mold making, um, I went to a local conference. I'm from the Philadelphia area. Um, I think it was about surface treatment. I'm not sure. But it was a local conference at, in a hotel, tabletop. And I am working our tabletop. Mold making had a tabletop there. And my dad was there also. And I actually walked past him. And we... Did not know, you know, I realized, oh my gosh, dad, this is what you do. And he was like, this is what you do. We actually connected at a conference. I'm like, and I'm close to my father, but I think he's from one of those generations where, you know, you didn't really talk about your work. He worked his job, came home and worked around the house. And we were a loving family, but that was when I, I ended up having such an interest in what my dad was doing. And he, to this day is so proud of that I, his daughter, is part of a manuf- of manufacturing and covering something. And we're able to talk that same language once in a while, which I wasn't up until that point. So that was kind of my, my only family touch point. Other than that, no one has been within manufacturing. And going back to what I said before about being able to be open and ask questions, how can I not? Right? That even shows you even more. Like I am, I was an outsider completely really, and coming into it where I had, I, I could do nothing but ask questions and be open and admit that I didn't know anything. But I think people embrace that because they were able to, you know, puff their chest down and tell me, you know, they're the experts. Share with me someone that knew nothing what they know. Right? And they were very, and they're, it's a very proud industry and yeah. as well they should be. You know, I, I think that's so important. Um, because of the stature of manufacturing, and you know, we hover around 11 to 12 percent of our economy is manufacturing, um, substantial and still so important when you look at the extension of jobs and, and, and you know, everything else it creates. There's this realization that I think is important for everyone. You're usually a family member or two away from manufacturing. And, and, and what I've encouraged my team to do, and it seems like you've had that experience ser- serendipitously. Because actually it took me a while. I was working the you know, plant floor and I just never thought about that. And, um, and I always ask my team, can you please come back and get back to me? And I want you to write your industrial story. And I just want you to like look into your family, talk to a few family members and they're stunned. Oh, I come from a long line of mold makers, tool and dye makers. That was our head of analytics. And so when we start to kind of dive deep, 
we start to, you know, one of the things that we do have to do is identify as industrials. It's one of our singular most important points of differentiation versus what, 47,000 agencies, you know, on our agency brand. Right. <laughs> so right. so I think, I think you've got that story and, you know, I think we both woke up you know, yes. to, uh, to that, to that story and the power of it. So, so let's move forward. So, so we've, we've talked a little bit about the past. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, 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 the present let's, uh, and kind of, you know, you mentioned an awakening. We talked a little bit about an awakening you had. And when we really look at the power and potential of women in manufacturing, the storytellers, the marketers, and, you know, here you are, tell us a little bit about the, the, you know, the, where you are today in terms of your, all the roles and titles you bear and, and the types of things you do to tell the story. And I know you've worked in trying to satisfy all the different constituencies. So just help us understand yeah. you know, your world today. So in terms of like what I'm doing, how I do my job, you know, and how I tell these stories. So where I am today, I mean, just the way you do it, even pre-COVID, quite frankly, but COVID has just really accelerated that. And I know you love that word, the great accelerator. Um, the way we have to tell stories is completely different. And not only are we educating ourselves on how to do that differently, we have to educate our audience, the people that I serve on opening themselves up that way also, because you can't do it alone, right? So there, you name the, the vehicle and we are producing content for it. I mean, we have our magazine, we have across all of our social platforms, we do videos. I partner up with the podcast with somebody in the industry who is a marketer. Um, so we do some of that conferencing, virtual trade shows. I mean, you name it, you name the vehicle, it's, it's how you're presenting it that has changed because we're really starting to learn who the reader is and how they consume content, right? So how they're consuming that story is changing also. And you're really trying to customize as much as you can to the individual reader, ideally, but really it's just trying to grab them however they're going to consume it. And that's, you name it, that's what we do. And you've worked the sales side, you know, yes. you're, you're focused on the editorial side, the yes. editorial side. And then yeah. obviously, you know, you have to do that through the lens of the audience's needs. Yes. So, so like, so, you know, is that balance? Like, is, are you still in all aspects of that balance? You know, editorial, sales, advertorial, you know, audience, yeah. you know, how, how does that, you know, is that, is that any, is there anything more nuanced to that than, you know, hitting the channels, you know? What is your think, job? What does your day look like? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And I do believe that and that's an important point. So one of my mentors too was one of my partners, Gary Orff. He was on the sales side. He was the best salesperson I've ever met. Um, and he fell in love with this industry also. But he taught me, you know, the wearing of both hats and how it's not, it's not to take advantage of any of everybody or anyone. You have to have both those hats on for those that support us, like the advertisers, those that sell technology and services to our readers, the mold builders. But it also serves the mold builders. Like you have to have, it's like that give and take. It's a win-win. You have to be able to present opportunities, the sales hat, right? And let and teach them the value of sharing this or paying for that to a potential customer. You know, and you have to teach the reader that just because um, I ghostwrite something from a machine tool supplier or it's coming from them directly, they're contributing something, you know, we're vetting that. Like we, we, we take pride in the content that we're producing you 
of producing for you because they are experts in your industry also. So there's really, they work together so tightly. Like, and if any, and if COVID taught me anything about this whole supply chain, I mean, I can't tell you how many shops, mold builders that were involved in COVID projects that immediately, when I am amazed by what they accomplished, like in a lead times, that would be eight to 12 weeks. They're doing it in five days. You know, they, every single one would tell you it's because of their vendors, the people that got them the steel, that got them the mold components, you know, that got them the heart runners. They could do nothing without their suppliers, which are mold making technologies, advertisers, supporters. So, yes. right, I mean, that, that puts it in a nutshell, right? You have to have both hats on to serve a community because they need each other. And that, it, it, to me, I've never found that tough. Like, I know, I know where, I don't know if I went this set, but like, I know where my paycheck comes from, right? I mean, yeah. you're not hiding anything. We, a, a publisher yeah. has to make oh, money. Oh, there. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> that, but there's the fine line with how overt you want to be about it. And I'm always, I always say this to suppliers. Uh, I want to set you up. You're selling to my audience. You're selling to the mold maker. I want to set you up as an educator. I don't want you selling to them. And everybody, for the most part, embraces that because they get it. Anybody can sell to you and put a product up there and say, buy this XYZ machine. No, tell me, identify with the reader and tell me the features and functions that my niche is going to care about. And tell that story. And I think we've done that over the years. And I think it's, I think it's appreciated because I have to say, a mold maker, you know, is not just a job shop. And that's no discredit to a job shop. A yeah. mold making is a niche for a reason. You know, yeah. what they have to produce and the tolerances and the complexity and what they have to consider you know, they're not just producing the same part over and over again. Everything they do is custom. It's a niche for a reason. And people that sell equipment and services to this niche, there's a reason you focus on that niche. They need particular things because they do particular work. Yeah, you got, you got that right. And I think, you know, there's this issue we're running into today is that everyone understands the critical power of content. Um, everyone's battling for the eye, for um, some mind share attention. And I think we're in an age now where there's this, the, you know, there is a, a, a clearly abundance of content. Yes. Um, and there is a, you know, but there's also um, a growing uh, inventory of good content. So there, you know, there's, a, you know, there's a, you know, a deluge of content, but there's also a lot of good content and, and really the argument starting to form where we have to, you know, as marketers and sellers really help them make sense of it. And I, I think yes. Gartner, you know, one of the research companies came yeah. out and said that. Um, another thing that Gardner Business Media said in, in, in speaking with Dave Necessary um, um, as part of a three-part series we're doing here with Dave and, and Steve Klein with Gardner Business Intelligence and Christina here. Um, um, he said something really interesting from their study uh, on one of our past shows. And he basically said that, you know, one of the interesting findings is that, you know, as we look at trade, as we look at media, um, that, you know, Industrials still show that the, although they may not be the best in terms of you know their ability as you know social net, you know social media networkers, they're they're really critically um, adept at 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 networking around yeah. solutions networking within their community, their peer community. Yeah. yeah, and I think that is the silver bullet. And and it sounds to me a lot like your story has been all about being present in industry, being there 
because when they're looking at processes and applications, you know, application, you know, engineering and, um, you know, you know, in his studies, they, they, they at least, you know, every time they're looking at multiple vendors, multiple yes. resources. So you are telling the story, you are building community and you're starting to serve the fact that, you know, you've always been serving the fact that, that, that you know, these folks are having to make really important, you know, decisions around technology and, and investments and vendors. You know, how, how have you seen that issue in terms of framing up good quality content yeah. and, and really bringing the decision sciences, you know, influencing the decision of your audience, yeah, their community yeah. and what you write. I will tell you this. You're making me think also about the value of a niche and Gardner business media, you know, has the general brands like a modern machine shop, but they even by even acquiring mold making technology, it's all about that. Like there's a niche for a reason. So right away by identifying that niche and having a, its own magazine, right? You are already narrowing the focus for them, right? So I remember our 20-year anniversaries was uh, 2018. Is that right? Oh my gosh. And um, one of our readers had said to me when I was just trying to get feedback about the publication, right? And, and this brand, um, they, it, it stuck with me that mole-making technology legitimized their career. And that totally humbled me and at the same time, made perfect sense because we took something that is very specialized, gave them their own magazine and trade show. So they know when they open it up, James, everything in there is for them. Now, they might have various challenges day to day, but everything in that brand, everything in that on the website or in that magazine is specifically for their community. And you don't get that with a larger brand, Right. So I think yeah. right there, the content, we help to narrow their search. We can, their network gets a little smaller because it's getting more specialized for them. So correct me if I'm wrong. And, and I think this is the great part for our audience and the fact that we have a relationship and this is part of a continuing thread conversation. So we're bringing into something, but I think this is an important moment. And correct me if I'm wrong, Christina. Okay. So we talked about your 20th anniversary. We were talking about it through a little bit more of a refined lens. We talked about, you know, the feeling and perception of, manu- of women in manufacturing and the storytelling of. And the context you brought up this 20th anniversary story was you were speaking yes. and you did have the stage. Yes. And several women came up to you congratulating you. Yes. And you felt something. Yes. And then I think that quote came out. So can you reframe that? Because, and again, for our audience, this is the importance of understanding the perception of anyone out there and, and certainly women in manufacturing. But can, can you reframe that again? You just finished. You kind of stepped down from the podium. Yes. And, and, yeah. then, and several women came up. So, Congratulations. Yeah. It was at our annual trade show, Amerimold. So we give out a basically a Mold Builder of the Year Award, our lead time leaders. And right after we presented that award, um, you can find out about that on our website. Um, I wanted to say it's, it's a big thank you. It's a big thank you to all my colleagues at Gardner for helping to achieve that milestone. And most importantly, our supporters and the readers. So it was just, a, it was a wonderful moment. And it was, it's, it's something to celebrate nowadays, right? 20 years, big deal. I stepped off the stage and the party begins at that point. And um, not really thinking much of it, except being all, you know, jazzed up at that point. But yeah, several women, some I knew, some I didn't know so well, um, was, you know, not so much shaking my hand or giving me a high five. And I can't remember the exact words, but 
were very complimentary, but all kind of about you did it as a woman and, you know, girl power type of um, quotes, I'll say, or type of phrases that they were saying to me. And I was taken aback by that. Not that I was insulted, but as I said to you before, I felt I felt very humbled by that because and a little I don't know what the word is, because I I sense they were assuming I had a struggle to get to the point of where I am at that point to, to today. And I never struggled. Um, I, I believe it's a testament to the community that I serve and I guess the people I surround myself with, right, which is part of the decision you make. Um, I never felt a struggle. I was always lifted up. People had confidence in me. I always felt respected. So it, but then there's that moment where I go into the party and you're talking to people and something clicked where, wow, like I have a platform, like don't shy away from that. I have a responsibility, right? We are always talking about where the next generation's coming from. Where is it coming from? It's not going to be the, the generation of old. I am part of that. I can influence that. And if there's anybody out there, whether it's a woman or not, but if it is a woman that looks up to something I've accomplished and is admires that, well, doesn't that give them hope or give them, I don't know, right? Acknowledging that it can be done. So something definitely did switch where I have a responsibility now to a certain extent, right? To embrace that. I didn't struggle, but I, there was a lot of people here that helped me get to this point and it's possible. And, and I think the first time we talked about it and it, it, it really struck me, like we were like, I, I saw gears going off <laughs> and, and, and I'm not sure if it was one woman that said, hey, mold making technology legitimized my career or it was, you know, part of that. Um, but it, it was really a moment for you. It seemed like you were really, whoa, it, it was, it was awkward. It was right. And all of a sudden you, you sounds like you realize that you've had that that opportunity to have a platform, not just for, you know, chest pumping and saying, Hey, look right. here. Um, but the fact is you're inspiring whether you doing it knowingly or not, yeah, you're inspiring and people and, and certainly women in manufacturing. And I, I, I would, I would think just from our conversation today that folks who are listening in just to hear your confidence, hear your story, Hear the ability that you're not afraid to know nothing, being able to go on the venture side of a startup and make the decision with your husband to start a business, you know, that has got to be inspirational because it's not the norm. Hmm. And, and, and to the extent now that manuf- the face of manufacturing is going to change, yes. thankfully, um, you know, I, uh, I think it's going to be uh, um, very intentionally a great journey. We're going to have our, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have our warts and we're going to yeah, have some real course. tough times to yeah. get through on certain issues. But I really just want to honor and celebrate your journey. Um, I found it inspirational. When I've met you, I, I, I saw your presence and confidence and I saw you as a fellow industrial first. But I also recognize the fact that, you know, I come from a, a family who had a matriarch as a grandmother and the whole family centered around her. So I've always, you know, 
been drawn to, um, you know, hyenas, the alpha female, <laughs> the alpha runs it, you know? And so I have a very strong father as well, but I, I do think, you know, you are the alpha of mold making <laughs> technology. And I really just want to, you know, congratulate you on the work you've done. Oh, that's so nice. You work to create a, a, a wonderful community. And I think the industry and manufacturing is better for you having been wow. here doing what you're doing. And so, I mean that from the bottom of my heart as an industrial. That is, thank you so much, James. That's so, that's, yes, again, very humbling to hear. And I, I have to say, I, I forgot to mention that in terms of women, back in 2017, we did a two-part series of women impacting mold making because a lot was, it wasn't that hard to find them. And I'm not just talking women. We did, I think we did, the first feature was the owners and, and people on the, you know, the designers and women on the shop floor. And the second feature was all the support people, people in marketing administration. Um, I just remember that too, being a moment, being the year. This is happening. Like there are such strong women that I can identify with. There's definitely similar personalities, right? If you're going to be working within this community, um, just fun, loving, hardworking. Uh, I could go on and on about them, but I have to imagine it's time for me to do that again because I've only encountered more since 2017. And in more important roles. So, and that's again in a small niche of manufacturing, that women are just stepping up and they're they're developing customers. You know, they're engaging the industry, they're impacting the culture, um, instilling passion. And there's just a certain energy with a woman. I really think they're energizing younger women to come in. So, to, for me to be any part of that club, I like it. <laughs> yes. uh, absolutely. And if you think about manufacturing. You know, it's a manufacturing is still small business, you know, <laughs> and out of the 258,000 manufacturers, only about 3,800 have over 500 employees. And when you start to break down the numbers, the vast majority are small businesses and many of them are generational businesses. Yes. And there's daughters and yeah. there's sons. Yeah. And, 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 you know, part of what we're going to focus on is, is really, you know, giving folks an opportunity to tell their story, no, no matter where they came from. And yeah. I really, I really appreciate that from you. So as we start to kind of, you know, wind up here, you know, Christina, what excites you about the future? Mm, it has to be, I'm so into the workforce and how things are changing. So I know um, I work with a woman, Marion Wells of Human Asset Management. We have a lot of discussions. Actually, we talked to you for a, for a while, not too long ago. There's a lot happening there. Um, and I like, this is your phrase, the great accelerator. And, but I just love that. With this disruption, right? And I hate that word too, of COVID. What it has accelerated. And it's, put, it's shedding a light on different challenges and different options for the future workforce to manufacturing and specifically mold making. I am excited to cover and present opportunities and options that maybe a traditional shop or manufacturer hasn't considered before for whatever reason, that there's so much potential out there that's just going to build the industry up. So I am mostly excited about that. Um, I know next year, our June issue, um, the cover story I'm working on is going to be our 30 under 30. We did that a couple years ago too. Um, I'm encountering them more. It's not getting less. I'm here. I'm seeing a meeting more of them. So I'm excited about that because we're bringing that back. I think it's been a couple of years. Um, it's that I, I'm at that age too, where I get excited by seeing the youth around me that that youth used to be me, but now it's really not anymore. So I like to 
promote this industry to that generation because it's so fulfilling. The industry, mold making and manufacturing in general is a, I, I know it within my, what I do for the industry, but covering the industry itself and what they do, it's, it's fulfilling and there's opportunity there and we can't give it away to any other country. We need to keep it in North America. Um, so it's all that. It's all wrapped up in what the future holds in workforce, in the people. I love the technology too, but I'm more driven by the people side because it's wonderful. what make it happen. And Christina, thank you so much. You're clearly not afraid. <laughs> you come in fearless. Um, what you don't know, you, you seek to, to learn and then you act, you lead by example. And I, I think you're like many of us, you know, really seeing the potential we have to inspire others. And I think we're waking up to that. And I think for anyone listening to this episode, I think this is your great opportunity. And, and with that, you know, uh, I hope we just have one person who is inspired by this conversation, you know, what's a great way for, you know, folks to reach out to you, to mold making technology, you know, to guard your business media and, and, and connect with you. What's, how, how can we find you? What's you up to? Where can we do right. folks? So the best way, well, actually I want to encourage you to find me on social media. So I try to get more and more active, get a little taste of who I am outside of work. I try not to go overboard with that, but I, I believe People need to know that you're a human being <laughs> and that you have a life outside what you do. So a little taste of that. But I am very um, prominent on um, across all the channels, just trying to give you little tidbits of what we're covering in the magazine, the, the production of the magazine, you know, how we put the magazine together. Uh, if we're shooting a video, if I'm visiting a shop. So check me, check me out and the Making Technology brand across Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, I think LinkedIn is the best one for manufacturing. I see a lot of good conversations going on. So please like follow the brand on social media, but we did just redo our websites. So if you go to moldmakingtechnology.com, check it out. I mean, fresh as of last week, it's a whole new layout. There's a lot to take in when you go there. So you can find me on there. Um, and it's always cfugis at gardenerweb.com's email. I, my line is always open. Wow. Call me, email me. Uh, I take pride in getting back to people. And one thing I want people to know, people often ask, even in 2020, well, how do I get my story told? And I, sometimes I still can't believe that they don't know. Just call me or email me. As soon as you let me know you're all willing to tell a story, uh, look out. I am like on you like I don't know what. I will pester you because most people don't know it's that easy. Just talk to me and we can work it out together and get your story told. And that's amazing. That is so gracious. When you have someone in the position of editorial director of mold making technology. So if you're in this industry segment, um, take heed. And, and obviously as contributing editor to additive manufacturing, the power of earned media. Um, we could probably do a whole episode on that yes. uh, together is so important. Definitely connect with Chris, you know, Christina on LinkedIn. Uh, just do us and her a favor truly deliver value, get to know her in the feed. Um, you know, I, I get a lot of LinkedIn inquiries and, you know, they kind of go straight to the sales pitch, right. but truly I think, you know, you know, deliver value to each other. Um, I, I think, I hope you get that one story that, you know, uh, that, 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 that you've inspired someone 
and maybe that one question that you can point someone in the right direction. Exactly. That's I'm here to serve. Awesome. So thank you so much for being on Industrial Strength Marketing, Christina. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for giving me the time. It's been an honor. So we are going to wrap up on that note. So thank you for listening to the Industrial Strength Marketing Show. I think today we just did our best to honor and celebrate Christina and her journey and really hopefully give everyone else a perspective of the fact that there truly are you know, wonderful people and certainly women who identify as industrials and they literally are part and parcel of telling the story of who we are in the marketing of, of manufacturing. And, and, and so as we move forward, please come listen to the channel, subscribe, give us a review. Hey, on a scale of, you know, uh, one to six, you know, <laughs> tell us what we need to get, do to get from a five to a six. Exactly. And, and certainly reach out to us at industrialstrengthmarketing.com. There you can find our podcast and absolutely would love to hear your ideas, stories, and inspirations myself. If you know someone who has had a similar journey, we'd love to hear from you. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Industrial Strength Marketing, the show that inspires industrial leaders, innovators, and marketers just like you to make marketing strength of their business. So find us on social and head on over to industrialstrengthmarketing.com to check out the show notes and find more episodes. We'll see you soon.